The reading that we heard from Genesis tonight is one of those incredibly dramatic episodes. You may have heard it before, but it's easy to forget just how um, violent and, uh, and horrible things can get in some of the stories of the patriarchs. And it's a, a classic uh, practice with Bible study to sometimes open up scripture by asking yourself, where do you see yourself in this text? So if we reflect on what happened, you may see yourself in the role of Joseph, the victim, the one who really doesn't have any chance to do anything for himself. He's just at the whim of whatever his brothers end up doing or what the world ends up doing to him. And yet he's one that has some sense. We, we get throughout the story of Joseph that there is some sense that he carries with him at all times that God is present and he hasn't been totally abandoned. And we see that borne out as we read further into the story. You may see yourself, and I hope you don't, but you may see yourself in the role of the brothers. If you do see yourself in that role tonight, we should talk afterwards, because this is not good. Um, what the brothers do does reflect us human beings at our worst. The deception, the greed, the uh, just lack of having moral bearings. You may also see yourself in the role of Jacob. I find the role of Jacob actually particularly intriguing in this story, and particularly at this time in our life, in sort of culture today. So remember Jacob, he's being deceived. In this account, he is the one who's having um, his sons basically trick him into believing something horrible that isn't true, when some other horrible thing is true. Remember, Jacob, when he started out as a, my favorite Old Testament professor when I was in seminary, loved to remind us in his uh, Irish brogue, he was up to no good from the beginning. You know, right when he came out of the womb, he was trying to take what wasn't his. Um, he was not above deceiving others, and now it's coming full circle in this tragic way. And the text makes sure that we don't miss the fact that in believing that his son has been torn to pieces, he is grieving with all of himself. As much of a trickster as he has been in his life, he is capable of love and the hurt of loss. And I think about him, too, in that um, he's being deceived by those who are crafty and know how to make him look at things and believe a story that isn't quite there. And I worry about us. I worry about all that comes into our view, whether it's through our the feeds that we look at as we scroll, or headlines, or even conversations that we have. There is a competition, of course, to get eyeballs. And the eyeballs that drive traffic, that drive dollars, don't always drive the truth. And we human beings are very susceptible to being deceived. And we end up uh, living in a mode where our eyes are not upon where God, I think, would have them be. And we live in a state of anxiety. I think anxiety has been on the rise lately. So these algorithms, these distractions, these things that pull us away from where we would be if we were able to be grounded perhaps a little bit more like Joseph with that trust that there is a bigger story to 
the emergencies that we see all around us. There is a, um, a word that I have written about recently that some of you may know. The word is teshuva. It's a Hebrew word. It's a beautiful and important word. And the word teshuva means literally to get back on the path. And that's not a bad thing. To get back on the path when you have strayed, I think probably every one of us in this room that has lived at all knows what it's like to get off the path. And then that joy of when you get back onto the path where you were meant to be. Well, there's another translation of this word that is um, not the most popular word in Episcopal circles, and the word is repent. Same word. And repent means to turn. To get back on the path, to turn back toward where you should be. And our faith is a faith built upon grace and upon hope. There's hope for all of us that we can turn. We can get back onto the path. We can get where we need to be. Even if we are like the brothers of Joseph, we can turn. And together, we can turn as well. We can turn from the things that are earthly to the things heavenly. We can turn from what tears us down and tears us apart to what will build us up. Importantly, we can turn from what is false to what is truth. We can turn back to the road and get back on the path where we can walk with God and live. Amen.